I'm like Dr. Nick all of a sudden. Because I can. Oh, fair enough. This is my garage and I'll goddamn do what I want. By the way, yeah. I'll, we'll explain this for our listeners too. You and I are still fighting, you son of a bitch. About what? Fucking Over the Top is a fantastic film and you are a gigantic butthole for saying otherwise. When was the last time you actually laid eyes on that movie, Chris? Um, Pretty recently, within the last two years. And you I've can, watched with a straight top. face, look at me and tell me that that movie fucking rules. That movie is the opposite of slap. That is like a, a light tap. That movie sucked balls. It does not suck balls. It's the pinnacle of 80s stupid. Arnold, or not Arnold, uh, Sylvester Stallone wins back his son by winning the trucker division of an arm wrestling competition. It's fucking bananas and stupid. It's great. Uh-huh. No. The last thing I ever want to do in my whole life is listen to anybody whine, let alone kids whine. If I want to listen to kids whine, I'll sit in my fucking living room. Yeah, but like you already said, and these are your words, yeah, it, 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 it's just a bunch of greased up dudes arm wrestling. Yeah. Like, yeah, man. It's the 80s. What else do you want? Um. What do you want, a fucking plot? Go to hell. <laughs> You watch these fucking mountains of meat arm wrestle. Mm, I, I maybe had I chose had I chosen to watch it, but this was inflicted on me. Well, then get real fucking high and watch over the top and enjoy yourself. It's a real treat. <laughs> it's like a visual little Debbie. That's like saying, "Hey, if you put enough ketchup on it, it'll be good." <laughs> I mean, that works with uh, like. Those little microwave hamburgers mm -hmm. that are not very good, and it, it tastes like compressed weasel. Yeah. Yeah, so you just drown those in ketchup, mm -hmm. but here's the thing. Not just ketchup, and I think I've talked about this before. A mm. little bit of sriracha on that bitch, too. Oh, hell yeah. A little yeah. spicy ketchup mm -hmm. on microwave burgers. Oh, yeah. Ooh, you put that shit on top of those little uh, microwave white castles. Dude, baby. you put spicy ketchup on goddamn cat litter, it'll taste good. Well, so then what's your fucking deal with ketchup? Nothing. I'm just saying <laughs> that if you got to get good and high to appreciate a movie, how good is the movie? Uh, Buckaroo Banzai. That movie was good before you got high. So it's still better. <laughs> I'm not arguing about whether or not the movie is better. But if you have to get high to appreciate the movie on any level, it's not a good movie. I absolutely disagree with you. And I'd like to point to 2019's Cats. That is a movie made for drugs. Did you see and the butthole is, cut? It is perfect. <laughs> Get I, it? Perfect. I, I know. <laughs> kick you in your head. You're going to kick me in the head? Mm -hmm. Well, that's... From all the way over here, it'd be amazing. Unnecessary and violent. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? And speaking of unnecessarily violent, hey everybody, welcome to Horror Vomit, where we talk about horror movies so you don't have to. My name is Chris Pfaff, and I am one of your hosts. And I am James Marino, and I'm the other one of your hosts. The fucking day has come, James. Indeed it has. We are coming up on the end of, uh, we've done a little four-parter on mm -hmm. zombies, where we started with 1979 Zombie. Indeed. Lucio Fulci, then we moved on to, was it third 1932? Yes. Or 36. Something like that. White Zombie. I saw all kinds of date for that movie. I'm so, going with 32. So, 
Both of those excellent films. Mm -hmm. Last week we covered Serpent in the Rainbow, which was a real piece of shit. Real steamer. And uh, I, I'm very excited because to anyone who doesn't know, this is a film that pretty much you have told me, no, I'm not watching. Absolutely. That film is 2016's Train to Busan. Uh, written, oh boy, that's a lot of Korean names and I, I'm, I'm going to try my best. Hey, you, you know, you want, you want to mix it up, you can pass it to me, I'll read her. Uh, in my handwriting? Fair enough, go ahead. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, written by Ju Suk Park and with a screenplay uh, credited to and directed by Sang Ho Yan. Starring Gang Yu as Seok Woo, Jung Yumi as Seong Kyung, and Ma Dong Seok as Sang Hua. Wow. I, I, I tried. We, we've actually done quite a few Asian films, so it's right. getting a little bit, it's almost easier for me than Spanish or like uh, Latin yeah, yeah. at this point. Well, once you know the vowels, it's all easy. So, James. <laughs> yes. Ah. <clears throat> I have a question for you. Whatever could it be? How'd you like Train to Busan? Fuck to the yes. This movie was yes! the goddamn business. God damn it. Yes. <laughs> and my the reason I said I didn't want to watch this fucking movie is that I thought it was like a, a World War Z, zombies on a train piece of shit. And I thought it was going to be... Like jump scares and bullshit. And I got the exact diametric opposite of that. Goddamn. Wow. Just wow. So I'm going to go out on a limb right now. Uh, not out on a limb because I, I fully believe this. That after your original Romero tri trilogy, your Nights of Dawns of and Days of the Dead, mm -hmm. this is my favorite zombie movie. Fuck yeah. This movie fucking rules this movie slaps hard and it's not just a uh a mayhem free for all fucking cool kind of movie it's incredibly well written mm. and the ideas for it just the in filmmaking <coughs> instincts oh my God. are fucking amazing james uh, just the one thing that's well one of the many things that sticks out in my mind we talk about a lot of things, and I'm, I'm, we're just going to dive right to fucking because... Oh, no, oh you got I, more I, shit. I have, a, I have a list, but finish okay. your sentiment. The opening scene, where they're just cutting from person to person, just giving 30 seconds here, 40 seconds there, of the people on the train, has got to be the single best use of time to, to get to know who we're looking at. I've never seen it done better because you're stuck with these people through the whole thing, but they, they didn't beat you with the, the clue bat. They just conversation, conversation, this, that, the other, this cut, that cut, that cut. And they entrenched who these people were in that tiny bit of time without being heavy handed. It was absolutely sublime. I've never seen anything quite like it. just a stick in your fucking head. And that's just the opening part of the goddamn movie. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad that you said that. And I'm glad that you said uh, the thing at the beginning to where you thought, oh, it's just zombies on a train. Mm -hmm. So, 
Here's the first thing that I want to talk about is their use of location. And this is going to be pretty much full on uh, the film instincts of this and why it's so goddamn good. So, knowing not too much, I've never been there, but knowing a little bit about just uh, Asian countries and how they have set things up for their, in their infrastructure, we get a very, uh, very varied mix of characters because in that part of the world everybody uses these trains yep. from your richest businessman to your everybody your lowliest vagrant which we'll get to so that opens up just you can run the gamut you can throw almost any character in here and it's not going to seem unnatural and just using that is fucking fantastic because they do give us every kind of character almost imaginable and nothing is heavy-handed there's no huge gigantic melodrama sweeping i mean we we do eventually get things about each of the characters but during our introduction we are not gut punched at all we're just like you know well except for uh i've we're oh, yeah. gonna butcher their names, so yeah. I'll just say like the father and daughter dynamic. Mm -hmm. They do spend quite a bit of time setting that up, right? But, but I want to keep going about this oh, location. No, go ahead. Yeah. The other reason that using a train is your location. The other reason that it's really fucking brilliant. Geography. You always kind of know where you are, because you can use the same set over and over. You just got to kind of like slightly window dress it. Mm -hmm. But there's a point in this where they say they're in car 13 when they're stuck in the bathrooms. Right. And they show that they are in car nine. Right. That instantly lets us know, obviously where everything is in this chain and how much they have to go through. Mm -hmm. We know exactly like it's basically one corridor. It's a train car. We know what they have to work with in setting those limitations Man, in adding, on top of that, the t using the tunnels, using train tunnels as an integral part of this, <coughs> they used every part that they could of the train down to the station. And, and on a quick aside, <coughs> the only thing they didn't use was the roof of the train. But they couldn't because it was an electric train, so they couldn't run up. Because I was like, because as soon as I, in my head, I'm like, oh, we're going to have a train top, you know, a top of the train action sequence. And I'm like, oh, no, there is electric wires up there. So what I'm saying is that rather than setting this in like a single home or an apartment building or like your malls, like Dawn of the Dead and what have you, <clears throat> what this does is it creates a situation where nobody is comfortable, mm -hmm. but they still run back to effectively the train as like a safe place as a home base. Right. And using that as someplace that isn't comfortable, like a home just adds so much to this film because again, they continually run back to the train because they're all on a journey. They don't have a place to run to. The train is safety. Yep. And pretty much revolving everything except for our very beginnings revolving everything around a train and using every part it's using every part of the animal james and on top of the, oh speaking of that <laughs> opening scene truck driver biffs that deer gets out sees the deer gets into the truck drives off when that fucking deer got back up <laughs> zombie deer baby dude 
dude, that fucked with me so bad. Because you never think, I mean, zombievers aside, I never think about, because it's never really shown zombie animals. And I'm like, fuck, watching that deer just get up with all that weird gait and the neck going back up. Oh, dude, sorry. It sets the stage right away. Oh, hell yeah. So now that we've oh, talked about... The- actually, I wanted to add one more thing to the, the train, which you, you talk about the idea of using space, right? Or using geography. That makes it immediately countrywide because we, when we're on other zombie pandemic things, the, the zombies, you're in the house. You don't know how widespread it is, but because we're on a train and you've gone 80 miles and there's zombies on either end, and every single time they pull up to any sort of station, anything, it is one of the most tense fucking things that you could put. It's a train pulling into a station. But it, it, it puts that pin right in because in, in the other ones, like I said, if, you're, if it's to a house, you know, well, it's global, but you don't think about it being global because you're dealing with that in that one spot. Yeah, and even like Zombie was on an island, but right. you still know that you're on this island. Yes, but n- nowhere is safe. Anywhere they go, the zombies are there, and because the train traverses so quickly without impedance, it's, it's really showing you that, hey, this is fucking harsh everywhere all at once now. And the way that they stage it, jumping a little ahead just to uh, the events, the first station that they pull into, it's immediately bombarded by people trying to get in, mm-hmm. which are then attacked by zombies in a fucking rad-ass scene that we'll get to. Yes. However, the second station that they pull into is fucking empty, empty. and desolate, and it is one of the most heart-pounding moments of this film, honestly, mm-hmm. is pulling up to this empty station and having, again, if you're thinking about it critically, these characters have no idea if this is safe or not. <coughs> how far any of this has reached, like you were saying, Mm -hmm. no clue. I mean, we as the audience have the inkling because it's like 45 minutes into a two-hour movie. Yeah. We know there's going to be some mayhem, but making just an empty train station Mm -hmm. absolutely terrifying while they're all just looking out the windows in anticipation of seeing anything and nothing. And you're just waiting. You're just, as, as a viewer, I'm just waiting because you know shit's gonna kick off uh-huh and he does this thing that i really appreciate it'll telegraph what's gonna happen you know it's going to happen and it still fucking gets you uh-huh i love that because th- it's like going i am so good at this i just i'm a magician and i told you exactly how i did the trick now watch me do the trick oh it still fuck with you didn't it yeah <laughs> It's yeah. Still a really good trick. That, Watch this. <laughs> that is flexing like a motherfucker, and I love it. So, uh, since we talked about how uh, the train, the geography of the train, mm-hmm. gives you basically any cast of characters you, should, you could want. Yes. I do want to talk about the characters, because oh, as we stated, when we started this whole thing, when we were watching Zombie... The key to a zombie movie is your characters. If mm-hmm. you have weak characters, your zombie movie is probably going to suck. You need characters that you care about and have an arc and are present in the film. So, I want to start with the father figure. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, obviously he's basically our main character. Mm-hmm. 
What an arc, James. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Because it's at the beginning of the film, he is effectively uh, just a businessman. Yeah. Straight Married up to business. Work. And I don't want to say neglectful. Distant. Not, not Yes, not like physically neglectful, like his daughter is starving or anything. Mm-hmm. But his mother is living with him. I mean, she's old, but she's only there presumably to take care of his daughter. Mm-hmm. His wife is left. He, I don't know if he forgot that it was his daughter's birthday or not, but he forgot that he had already given her a wee. That kid's face. That fucking kid they got to act. Oh, my God, because the, the face on the kid, like, you know, her, my kid would have been excited. Hey, dude, now, now when <laughs> nothing's ever going to have to charge again, I got two of them, one for each hand. Give me another TV, Dad. But this kid, fucking heartbroken, like, Oh my God, you just got, you're that checked out dad. I'm like, oh. Yeah, and we have no idea whether he is like actually divorced or if they're just separated, but we can infer from what we're given that his wife left due to emotional neglect. Mm-hmm. And he hasn't changed whatsoever. No. And he's kind of not, not an outright slime ball. No, but, but he, there's several. He's got times, a lot of me first in him. Exactly. There's uh, like when uh, Si Young, his daughter, mm-hmm. gives up the seat to the elderly woman on the train. He fled, tells her like, "What'd you do that for? You didn't need to do that. You right. need to think of yourself first. And she says to him, "You know, well, she's old like Granny. And Granny's and, knees hurt. Oh my God." Did I, I'm sitting there tearing up, heart fucking dry. And I will tell you, the last thing I fucking expected. When I watched a goddamn horror film, is to ugly cry. I was glad there was nobody watching me watch this goddamn movie because there's three scenes where I'm just <laughs> like I'm I'm trying to hold it back. The first time I'm like, why am I holding it back? Nobody's here. And then the second time I'm blubbering. And at, then at by the end of the movie, I'm down the side of my face. So before we finish the father's arc, there's two other characters that we need to talk about yeah. because they will inform the father's arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one, I'm just going to call the badass. Oh, I've okay. He, he from my read anyway. Now, yeah. what he represents is almost like the purest form of like what a man should be. Yeah. He's strong. Yeah. Very strong. Physically. And emotionally, mm-hmm. he has a pregnant wife who he is at making sure that she is all sorts of taken care of. Mm-hmm. He is willing to step up and do what is right every time. Absolutely. He's good with children. Mm-hmm. He has the soft spot for kids. He pretty much exemplifies, like, I, I, again, I don't know about Asian culture, but I, I'm almost willing to say, like, almost universally, like, what a man should be. Yeah, stand-up guy. Yeah, and he is pretty much this personification of not only just, like, social construct roles Mm -hmm. of a man, but just, you know, like, yeah, he's physically fit, cares about the woman that he's with. He's, I don't want to say everything good, but he can joke around. Mm -hmm. He stands up to uh, our father figure when he shuts them out of the door and Hey, asshole, like, come here. And he's going to beat the shit out of this dude until his wife stops him. And yep. he, okay, re- respects her wishes, backs down, 
calms that rage. And I'm not saying all this is, you know, like, oh, he's a man's man, but he's kind of, like, you know, like the ideal. Now, I just had a thought. This is another aside real quick. And I don't know, maybe it's just because I'm a Western audience, but out of all the Asian cinema that I watch, the most accessible to my palate is Korean stuff. Like, I've watched a lot of, you know, uh, Korean, Korean gangster movies, all that kind of stuff. In fact, that's where I've seen that guy before. He usually plays, I've seen him play a heavy. Like, where you're just scared shitless of him to see a soft spot. I didn't recognize him at first, and I'm like, oh, oh that's the guy did, you know. But I would say that as far as writing and visual styles and acting at least for me, again, maybe it's just because of my Western tastes or whatever, that the, the Korean ones I always gravitate to first. If I want to, you know, if I want to have, make sure there's story with my action, when I want to make sure the acting that I can access and understand, it's always going to be a Korean movie. So anyway, that was my aside, sorry. No, that's fine. Um, now, the other thing that informs our father figure's character is the older businessman. Mm. He's pretty much like the ghost of business future. I was just going to say that. Yeah. Yep, yep. He he's predicting what our main character will become if he continues down that path. Oh, and that guy's a real piece of fucking work. Oh, he is a real shitbag. Mhm. He's the man who you can tell he's been wealthy for a very long time. An unrepentant shitbag, too. Yeah, and just total corporate uh, Everything about that type of person. He will stab you in the back fucking immediately. But he never wants to do any work either. Mm -hmm. He just wants to be listened to because of his status. Or mm -hmm. his perceived status, anyway. Which leads to one of the tensest movie parts of this goddamn movie. Now, the <sighs> arc that our father figure follows mm -hmm. is, again, he is going down the road of being that same businessman. Because it's shown, he, he shuts the door on people, uh -huh. just like the businessman did, only not as um, much, but yeah. And what he does is he starts to also like pick up some of these genuine virtuous traits from, again, who we'll call the badass guy. Right. And even at the end, like the badass guy tells him straight up, like, yeah, kind of keep doing what you're doing, mm -hmm. but pay attention to your daughter more. Yeah. Because oh. when she gets older, she'll understand mm -hmm. why you did some of the things that you did. But also, you kind of need to be there a little more. Yeah. And it's blending those, like, seeing those two character types blended into our main character who learns something about himself at the end. Mm -hmm. James, hmm. this is a fucking zombie movie. I know. I <laughs> the, the stories within this zombie movie are just well-written, taught, razor-sharp, just amazing pieces of writing that lived through a translation. You gotta, I mean, if we think about it, this lived through a translation and was still this powerful. Mm -hmm. The words, every word meant something, and it, it was inherent to the story. There wasn't wasted space. There wasn't uh, fanciful just for art's sake. It was just, yet it made an entirely amazing piece of work and the the daughter there's there's not a whole lot of like character there but she's a child no child has that much character i mean yeah. really realistically but she kind of knows that her dad's not like a great dude she even says it yeah 
But in the end, that's what everybody's thinking. But in the end, you know, it's still her dad, and mm-hmm. she is fucking devastated <coughs> by his death in the end. Mm-hmm. And effectively, what she is in the film is the innocence. Right. She is the. I don't want to say object, but she's the thing that needs to be protected mm-hmm. at pretty much all costs. And again, when you're making a zombie film, you need to have something that you as an audience care about. Otherwise, it's just zombie mayhem, which gets boring. Mm-hmm. But you throw a child and a pregnant a woman, pregnant woman representing new life amidst all of this death. Oh my god! And I was worried. I didn't. My, in the back of my head, I'm like, "Oh my god, what happens if the kid dies inside?" Fuck! And then I just went on a whole side story that didn't even exist. But in my head, I'm like, "Shit! I'm waiting for this. I'm waiting for this because all the she's moving and she's how pregnant? Uh huh. Very. She is about ready to drop that little kid. Uh huh. And she's running and fighting and and boogieing through. Uh, uh, luggage the luggage rack scene yeah my, i was trying not to mention any specific scenes but when she was crawling through there i'm like Fuck. so and here's the that that's pretty much our main ca- the, our main cast mm-hmm. there are other ones that i have written down that i do want to talk about oh the baseball team but and, yeah, yeah but that's just our main cast now none of those are something that is like revolutionary for mm-hmm. this type of thing you want tension? You want to up the stakes? You throw in a child. You throw in a pregnant woman. Right. You have a character who learns the error of his ways. Right. You have two characters who teach him through both positive and negative actions uh, how to proceed and be a better person. None of this is anything new. Mm-hmm. But f- fucking play the hits, man. Not only that, you, but... You don't go and see the stones to hear... You got the silver. You right. go to hear fucking satisfaction. Yeah. And when you put those into a zombie movie and do them correctly, mm-hmm. yeah, play them hits, baby. Play them hits. But let's take a look at the women characters in this movie. Okay, very specifically the pregnant woman and the child. Except for a few times, where, and, but we couldn't specifically say it was only the women, the woman and the kid that was in danger. Any, everybody was in danger. It wasn't specifically the pregnant woman who needs to be the most protected. She's taking care of her own shit. The kid's taking care of business. It wasn't the kid fell in the ankle. Now we got to go, you know, tripped and fell the ankle or broke the ankle and everybody's got to go back. You know, these were well-drawn, honest-to-God characters and they existed to exist, not because, well, we got to put a woman in here. They were characters that uh-huh. happened to be women, and I fucking love it. <laughs> and that's why, like, <laughs> I don't know how to eloquently say it, and I don't mean to call, you know, the child an object or whatever. When no, I'd but say I say that she's the thing that needs to be protected, but that's, I don't want to say her role because she is given a character. And again, that child's, that child actor. The facial expressions that she pulls off mm-hmm. for a kid, fucking magnificent. And at no time do you see what you see with a lot of child actors. A tough job. I wouldn't want it ever. No. But they're not acting cutesy. They're not acting. When you see that kid and that kid's crying, you're there. And it's- you've seen your kid cry and you're seeing that kid cry. I'm like, I hope the guy that didn't tell, you know, go pinch her or something because yeah. that kid's fucking ugly crying. Because we've seen some bad child cries in cinema throughout mm-hmm. the years. 
my god, James, just seeing that child let down or crying, mm-hmm. like you said, tear up. Because, oh. Jesus goddamn Christ. Even when the kid was going ape shit, you could still see restraint. You know what I mean? And it was just incredible. I mean, I cannot speak enough about the acting in this movie. So that takes care of our main cast, mm-hmm. which you need to have characters that you care about. What's the other most impart- important part of a zombie film? Your ancillary characters. Mm-hmm. Like you said when we started this, letting you know pretty much who everybody is. All these other ancillary characters, but giving them enough of a story. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to start, obviously, with the baseball team. Oh, and Jin Hee. Uh-huh. Fuck yeah. And just throwing them in there, and especially there's a scene where it's the military, which are zombies, and then you see the baseball oh. team walking out. Oh. It adds such an element of fun, because for a second, it's, ooh, it looks like the Warriors. Yeah, I was thinking Baseball Fury is like a motherfucker. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. And just, I mean, that little bit of like, shit, we need, like, uh, what, what should we throw in there for side characters? Hey, what about a baseball team? Hell yeah. Fucking right, dude. They they come with weapons. But you also have to understand how big baseball is in that culture. No, yeah, yeah. baseball is huge in mm-hmm. Korea. But, yeah, and again, that goes back to using a train as a location. Yeah, it's these four kids on a baseball team. Yep. Easy thing to do. They come with their own weapons. Shit, yeah, they're going to add excitement. Throw it in. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, I don't know if it was a conscious call to the Warriors, but again, yeah, Baseball Furies vibes like a motherfucker. Hell it's yeah. great. And then throw in that, that little love story, that little side love story. Yeah, because the one guy has, uh, yeah. characterizes his girlfriend with him. Well, and it's funny because you almost get the meet cute at the beginning, you know, when, when they're showing him being all embarrassed and why don't you ask her out, you know? Oh, she's kind of sweet on you, ha-ha. Yeah. Like, you can tell that maybe they'd, they'd kind of flirted in the past, but now she's, like, making the move. Hey, I'm sitting right next to you. What you going to do? And, and he's obviously a, a teenage boy who is in front of his friends. Yes. Not super-duper confident in pulling the trigger on mm-hmm. that. But as, as the movie progresses in that relationship... You know, the trial by fire and everything's going on and we have each other. And that was played, that could have real easily turned maudlin. It could have turned into this real, oh, fuck you. You know, but they played it. They played the trope that we know. Play them hits, baby. They played fucking Romeo and Juliet. And here's what I like. They gave us enough in the dialogue to where we didn't need to spend 20 minutes of the film just with them. Right. It, it was the perfect amount for an ancillary set of characters in a zombie film. And it kicked you right in the feels without, again, without feeling overt. And it, we step back and look at these themes. These themes are well-tried. These, these, these themes are fucked out, okay? Yeah. So the ability to take these, and we know these tropes in and out, we've seen those boards run bare, to pull it off this fucking incredibly i mean literally it was romeo and juliet it was but with zombies with motherfucking zombies the the next set of ancillary characters that i want to talk about is the old ladies oh the sisters now uh, the one of them i actually do believe was an older lady the other one looked like she was made up to be old yes i would say 
Either that woman has fantastic genetics or that is a 28-year-old woman in a wig. I was saying 32, but yeah. Because, man... Well, she had to be a little spry for the action scenes. Yep, and we get to know who they are oh my through God. just a few lines of dialogue. And the, that's my mom and her sister. Uh-huh. Down to the fucking bickering, and they will take care of each other, but they will fight and talk shit every second. And we get to know kind of, like, really who they are because the one woman, when they're uh, looking at the televisions mm-hmm. with what they think is still riots. Right. And the one old woman says, oh, back in the good old days, they had have all been re-educated. Mm-hmm. And her sister just shakes her head and says, you can't say things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, but, boom, we exactly know their dynamic. But then you think about it, too. Um, the war-torn country. Now, military are on the fucking streets. There's buildings on fucking fire. And... Even if you weren't born during that conflict, your parents were. Uh-huh. And your grandparents probably were fighting there. And you remember the stories. So when you see that, especially, can you imagine how, how much harder that punched in Korea? Because you know that, you know, like the dad, when, when the ashes are getting in the kid's hand at that one scene where the ash, and you don't know what's going on, you see the ash, they cut to the burning building. I'm like, fuck, 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 because I've seen (laughs) shit on fire like that, and it's crazy, just crazy. And and their, I I guess, uh, like, dedication to each other Mm -hmm. becomes a major plot point. Oh, my God, yes. Like, one of the biggest plot points in the film. Oh, my God. And to give that to an ancillary character that we, we see... But not too much of. I mean, we see them right. get separated at the station. Right. And they're both fucking just absolutely ruined by that. Mm-hmm. And then to have them completely affect the story. Oh, my God. In, in such a major way. Yeah. Such a major, major way. It's so oh, good, James. It is. And everything means something. We've talked about it many times before. But this... There's no fat on this motherfucker. It is an engine. It's getting you fucking there. It is that train. And at two hours, too. It, it didn't kept, feel like two it, hours. It kept my attention the entire time. It did me, too. And you want to know what a fucking miracle that is? It was a miracle. I had, I had to take breaks just to, to process because I wanted to give this movie every chance. And it fucking blew me away. I had to process all this amazing shit so that i could watch more of it i didn't want to stop but i had to to let my brain catch up to what the fuck i just saw i I want to talk about my favorite character who's part of another set of ancillary characters Hmm. the conductor and the train attendees oh yes the conductor is easily my favorite character well he's i love that little old man so much well and i love to have had do you know much about trains? No, I sure don't. Ain't nobody getting up front. You're in your engine. Nobody's getting the fuck up there that don't need to be up there. So he is completely doesn't have any clue what the fuck has been happening just driving his train. Because the train attendees are basically telling him, like, there's, there's been an incident 
And when they finally get to, I believe it's the second station. Yeah, the second and station. And he gets out, mm-hmm. and the attendee is like, oh, conductor. And it's a train car just full of rabid zombies. Oh, my God. Just glued to the windows. Mm-hmm. It says, this is the violent situation that I told you about. Man, that train conductor's face. Oh, God. Because, okay, he seems like the type of little old man who goes, does his train conductor job, mm-hmm. goes home, yeah. you know, drinks a cup of tea with his wife, relaxes, mm-hmm. reads a book. Mm-hmm. He seems like the kind of guy that, like, if you farted in his presence, he would be almost offended. Like, he's just the sweetest old man Why in his face. Why did you do that? Why did you go ahead and fart in this room? I mean, my goodness. His face when he sees a train full of rabid zombies, just the, oh, no! Well, it takes, I love the fact, and, and I, was, I had to rewatch that, too, because you, you see him, and he's trying to parse together what the fuck's happening, and then all of a sudden, oh, no, you saw, like, four emotions on that guy. I don't know where the fuck they found him. He's probably, he's probably Korea's national treasure actor. I don't know. But this motherfucker just did three, three things before he reacted. It was amazing. And then like 10 minutes later, when he's standing on top of the stairs at that station, when the zombies start running up, his, oh, 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 no (laughs) face. It's fucking priceless, James. Barney Fife, Don Knotts looking O face. Oh, dear. Oh, there's zombies here. Maybe get my, let me get my bullet. Andy. (laughs) I'm going to go get in my seat. Guys, just tell me when you're ready to go. Mm Mm-hmm. And oh. I, I love the, the, also the, like, train attendees mm-hmm. think, still kind of think that in this situation that they, like... Hold, Exert some control? Yeah. <laughs> but people also treat them as such. Mm-hmm. And that's another brilliant piece of this writing is that using the train as that escape. And everybody's looking to them because they work for the train. And they have no fucking clue? Yeah, not, mm-hmm. not a little bit. But it's, it's such a brilliant, like, little like tick to this movie mm-hmm. th- that's human nature yes that's absolute human nature is well you work here right tell me what to do and it, it didn't even dawn on me because immediately i guess from being in the military you either have authority or move the fuck out of the way so i was like okay well they have some authority until they until they crumble i'm listening to them because they know the train but that was my military head, you know? Everybody else is like, well, obviously they know shit because they're on, and probably culturally too. They're in charge of, they're always in charge. They, they, they know the train shit. Mm-hmm. We'll listen to them. Yeah. Oh, and which again leads, everything that we're talking about leads to these beautiful, beautiful scenes that we haven't even talked about. And, oh. and then of course there's the homeless man and he personifies, yeah, just, Constantly being cast out, mm-hmm. but always surviving, and and somehow knowing, yes, that this shit is kicking off. So in my head, I'm wondering, what the fuck has he seen before he got on this train? What has he seen? Because he is, they're we're, they're dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. They're all dead. That's all he says almost throughout the entire movie. Is they're all dead. What the fuck does he know? And in my head, I'm like, what does he know? What has he seen? Oh, my God. Yeah, and he's a, I wouldn't say old man, but he's no. a, an aged gentleman. He looks like a vet, too. Yeah. And like I said, he is constantly, like, he never hurts anyone, mm-hmm. but he also can't really help. 
right. anyone because his brain is fucking broken. Absolutely. Uh, through not only, I'm sure, just his regular life, but now on top of it, he has seen just death. Plus, what has he seen before he got on the train? Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He yeah. has just seen death. And now... Oh, go ahead. Let's talk about death, James. Oh, cheese and rice. The, <sighs> and he, here's what we've talked about earlier in this uh, zombie quadrilogy that we've mm. done. Quadrilogy? I don't know. I fucking, I tried. <laughs> I rolled four, the dice. The I, was hoping, Pete? I was hoping you wouldn't uh, call me on it and no, we could I, just roll past that. But oh, just keep going. No, no, no. Pretend yeah, you were right have... to do so. Good. because <laughs> I couldn't even say that word again if I wanted to. So here's the thing. Since we've talked about all these characters and this fucking excellent story that's been told, the zombie mayhem in this mm, mm, is mm. fucking outrageous. Well, we've got to talk about a few things about these zombies. Yes. This is one of the only fast zombies that I enjoy. Well, I like it because there is not an ounce of thought in these zombies they are merely out for blood and that's it they they are prey constant prey animals and the way that they're depicted is horrifying again because they're not kind of half remembering their old life nothing they're fucking animals mm-hmm. and they're gonna get you it, it's not this you know the other it's an eventual horror with most zombies no it's fucking now and it's not cheap. And they have limitations, and I love that. I was just going to say, and their only limitations are literally their physical form. Right. Well, that is it. Yeah, absolutely. One of the most beautiful fucking things that I absolutely loved. Little, little tick to these zombies is when they're at the station. Mm-hmm. And I believe it's there is a zombie between the two sisters, I yes. want to say. And it's got its arm stuck on, like, behind its head. Yes. And for some reason, that's impeding its getting up because it can't figure out how to work its body. Right. And it keeps falling down like, like a turtle on ice, James. Right. It's like the body wants to put the arm out, but the arm's not responding, but it's still trying to put the arm because out. Because the body is trying to go too fast to get at these people to eat them. Yes. That it's fumbling. It's like that. a deer mm-hmm. like a deer that's been hit mm-hmm. and is fumbling around it's such a beautiful uh, little note to throw in there i james i loved it so much me too and what i really liked about they really portrayed these zombies as these um i what's the word i'm looking for uh the word i'm looking like feral they're beasts. just engines of death yes they're like land sharks they're <laughs> They can't smell it, they're swimming. They can't see it, they're swimming. Which leads me to one of my favorite parts of this movie. When they notice if they can't see it, they go by sight or hearing and, and sight, right? And when they realize that the, if the zombies couldn't see you, they weren't coming after, and the lady just throws the water and throws the paper up. They're like, fuck a bunch of this. Wet. Boom. Uh-huh. And they stop. They fucking stop. And I'm like, oh, good, because... They needed to have something to impede these zombies because they couldn't just be 100% killing machines or there would be no movie. Again, constant zombie mayhem is boring. Right. To give them these limitations that we are finding out along with these, these aren't tropes. Shoot them in the head, they're dead. No, these aren't, because they continue to move with broken bodies and, and whatever. 
they show you, okay, they're limited. They, they home in by sight. They home in by sound. Oh, and that heartbreaking scene with the goddamn soda can. Oh. Oh. The fucking soda can. And like you said, all the, the little details. Because right before, yeah, she uh, puts all the water and the newspaper on the windows. Mm-hmm. What, I think it's the badass dude says to him, like, hey, let go of the door. I don't think they know how to work it. Right. They're not like the, <laughs> the velociraptors in they're, they're Jurassic bra- Park. They're brain dead. Yes. There's nothing going on there, but we want to eat now. Uh-huh. There's nothing there, just pred- or predation. And I really like the uh, kind of, call, not callback to, but it really reminded me of the steak land. In the, uh, was it the YouTube footage? Of the zombies falling off the helicopter. Yes. Landing on the pavement and then just devouring those skateboarders. Yes, that was amazing. Dude, the little interstitials at the beginning of this are fucking fantastic. Look, his his Verhoeven is on point. His Robocop his Robocop TV things are on point because you kind of pay attention to him because I've been trained to pay attention to little shit because I watch a lot of these now. But even so, there was so much going on, you couldn't really, but if you stopped and really listened to what they were saying on the news or the, the things happening in the backgrounds, it is ju- this thing, this is a rewatch like a motherfucker, dude. I'm going to, this is going to be on tonight. I'm watching this with my wife tonight. And here's one of the things is because we were talking about the little ticks of the zombies. Sometimes, like, they're also learning what these zombies can and can't do yes. throughout the With thing. With us. And here's the thing is sometimes they figure out a problem and they mm-hmm. know how to solve it. Exactly. When they uh, are in the tunnels, uh-huh. they realize the zombies can't see them and they can use the cell phones. Yes. They do it to great effect and then they do it again. They, they learned. Yeah. They, they learned how, like, okay, they figured out how to get past all these zombies. Right. But sometimes their solutions don't work. Mm-hmm. Like when they are trying to hold all the zombies back from that door. Yes. And the guy's fumbling with the key to get it locked up top. And he finally gets it locked and they back up from the door and it immediately cracks. Yep. And again, they just solved this problem. Just solved this problem. Mm-hmm. Ah, oh, fuck. It didn't work. Shit, now we gotta go. Right, and, and they're, they're constantly thinking on the fly. They're constantly trying to come up with something just to give them two more minutes. And that is fucking wonderful because this is a different eventuality because with slow von- zombies, the eventuality is you're going to let down your guard. It's going to get you eventually. This one is... It's a looming threat. Right, dude. We got to figure it out fucking now. And that is my biggest nightmare because I don't like being put on the spot for nothing. I got to think. And my thinker doesn't work quick. <laughs> I'm sitting there going... This is, this is not only a nightmare, this is one of my nightmares. I'm required to make decisions right now that will affect everything now, and if you don't, you're going to die. I'd be like, fuck, I'm, I'm zombie meat. Why? Because i got to make decisions. No. And, James, through the zombie mayhem, obviously we talked about parts that almost made us cry. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but there were several times when I allowed what. Fuck yeah, because of just the badass action Mm -hmm. that they were able to capture with these zombies. The zombie blanket getting pulled behind the train. Dude, it's it's like a wedding train Mm -hmm. on a train, but made of zombies. And it it gives our hero a chance to, hey, 
take care of some business, you know? Show, hey, look, I was, I was fucked up before. I get it. I'm going to be selfless now and fucking kicking the fingers on the zombies to make them let go of the train. And the one that comes up just runs up the other zombies <gasps> to go bite them. And, oh, fuck, yeah. When they, uh, when the father goes and takes the daughter on the alternate route because he called the dude that he knew and oh, yeah. his men are going to pick him up. And this is showing what and, a real shitbag he is, too. And we see that, obviously, the zombies are coming from both directions. Yeah. They are flanked. And we see it closing in on the daughter. Mm-hmm. And it is on her. Yes. And then all of a sudden, here comes the big badass dude with an elbow right to that zombie's skull. And just scoops her the I fuck up. I fucking scream, hell yes! Yes, I did too. I was dude. on my feet like, Yeah! When they are, when they are, the the getting ready montage. When Mm -hmm. they're getting ready, the three of those dudes to go through those train cars. Oh, dude! In my head, I had, I had Rocky music and shit going. Beefing up as soon as he makes contact with that first zombie, bare-fisted fighting train cars full of zombies. Fucking hell yeah dude that was metal as fuck without being cartoony because other shows it, other a little cartoony right but if you've seen it, other it follows the uh, if you've seen other korean action scenes this one is showing restraint buddy this is showing all of the restraint because it could have been cartoony like a motherfucker buddy dude it's fucking <sighs> rad as hell dude that this thing. movie has Fucking everything in it, James. Yes, even a kitchen sink. It it does it it does every goddamn thing. So uh, I I do want to if we are being critical, there are a few things that like. Oh, I got a I got a nit to pick, motherfucker. Go for it because I got a few. Okay. You know how long it takes to turn into a zombie? exactly what the plot needs that was the only yep that's the only plot bat that i'm going to because they played real fast and loose with the rules there but Mm -hmm. when okay i thought about this but when you are delivering such a supremely entertaining product Mm -hmm. i will kind of let you slide on that when you're using it for emotional effect all right do your thing train to busan but do this, you think? Do you know how much I had to dig to find anything to say negative about this movie? Uh, a few things. That was my. This, this is just my taste. Everything went so fast that that was the only thing that I noticed. There might have been a few other things, but that was the one. I'm like, fuck. I would have preferred it. It was eight seconds. If they would have just told me eight seconds, what you got? I, I would have been for me. This is my own personal just yucks. I. Don't care for, like, I, I call it zombie spillage. Uh-huh. Where it's very CGI'd, where it's somebody... The zombie it wave. It looks like somebody poured out a bucket of zombies. Yeah. Because it's, it's, you have to CGI that to make it work. Mm-hmm. And I never liked the look of it. Didn't like it in World War Z. Didn't like it here. I've only seen it because I haven't watched those movies. Because that's why I won't watch them. Usually, I'm like, oh, come on, wall of zombies, ha-ha. Wave, got it. Yeah. They didn't overdo it because they could have beat the shit out of it. And, 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 and this the, is the first time I've seen it in a movie. So I'm like, oh, zombie wave. And also, again, like the train of zombies. Again, you have to CGI that. Mm-hmm. And for 
uh, not quite so expensive film. Right. It, it looks fine. I will, it, it gets the point across. It doesn't ruin it for me, but it's just an effect that I don't really care for. Is like again, I just call it zombie spillage. Again, that's my personal bugaboo about zombie shit. I will have to say that this is the least egregious zombie. Okay, you know how like when they show you the zombies at rest, waiting to do whatever zombies do. This is the least egregious because they act like animals. And they're all on the same page. Whoever said, okay, everybody, all the extras, zombie extras, pay attention. You're animals. You're hissing. They don't ever break. It, it's, it's, you're not watching people act. It, it, it's almost like you're watching the zombies, and they did that beautifully. Because usually I'm like, okay, that's Fred from down the street. He's shambling. There were, there were no wasted extras here. No. Nah. There wasn't, there wasn't the guy who just fucking, I signed up for, what am I doing? No, everybody was on fucking point, man. Yeah. So the, that made the zombie waves okay because when I see the zombies doing their thing, that looked like zombies doing their thing. Okay. I, I, I'll, I'll gloss over that. We, we already touched on, I, I, again, I'm not a huge fast zombie fan, but it, it's the zombies that are in the film. The, I can't change that. The reason I traditionally don't like the idea of fast zombies is they have no weakness. Okay? This one set up weaknesses, which is why I'm okay with the fast zombies. It, it makes them a formidable enemy, yes. Right, which means that we have a chance to fight back. The other one, fuck, we're dead. And again, speaking kind of fast, of being fast and loose with the rules, the one thing, didn't need it in here, mm -hmm. and it, it's me very much nitpicking, is when he's on the phone with his mother while she's dying, and mm -hmm. he says, she says something like, "Take care of Su Young." Yeah, that bitch. I was yes. like, "Okay, all right, you could have cut that easily." Again, that's my only gripe. Mm -hmm. Those are my only gripes with this film. Yeah. Otherwise, man, this is the pinnacle of entertainment to me. And fucking storytelling and visual storytelling. That's what I mean. Entertainment, baby. It's got everything it's got everything and it's artistic it's got everything and they tied it up with a little bow of hey this is if you really stop and parse this out take a look at this scene take a look at how this was shot take a look because i'm going to be fucking tearing this motherfucker apart tonight because i'm learning about how films are made and this is something i would show hey if you want to make a film about anything just look at this watch this this is how it's done and uh, it, it, just a little thing, I do think it is a uh, a positive movie for, uh, I guess, men to watch because it's, yeah, a lot of zombie mayhem. You'll get a lot of dudes that'll mm -hmm. watch it because of that. But also there's a positive message on how to, like, you know, be a man in the world and oh my God. be respectful and, you know, how you can turn that around. Well, a lot of times, and, and again, this is going to the actor's portrayal. A lot of times when you see the menschy guys, you don't see the soft part of them as soft as he shows. Mm -hmm. It's just brilliant. Absolutely. There's, except for the few bad beats that we mentioned, and that's just because I watch a lot of these now. If I had never seen a horror movie before and this is my first one, I'd be like, are all horror movies like this? I'm a fan now. Uh huh. No, they're not. But, oh, my God, this movie. Yeah, man, and like we said, 
you have to have characters, and but you also have to have good zombie everything. The pacing, the back and forth, brilliant. And I want to mention one other thing because we talk about cheats in movies and about, oh, you saw that coming the mile away. The way they had the person get on the train that was infected was so plausible because I used to have to take a train every goddamn day of my life. And um, the conductors are, you know, the people, the ticket takers are checked in, but they're not checked in, if you know what I mean. Yeah, they're very busy. They're busy as hell. And the way they came up the stairs, I'm like, ah, another drunk party. You would never have blinked an eye at that person. And the fact that we didn't mention that shows how well it was portrayed. It wasn't somebody snuck an infected cat on board. It wasn't. Because there's, there's, no lag, there's very little lag time between getting bit and being a zombie. The, you could see you're trying to stanch the flow with the tourniquet. We don't know anything about zombieism. No. We don't know how long they got. And it was beautifully portrayed because you're like, nobody would have seen that. Until she bites that motherfucker right in the neck because you know it's coming. Oh, you yeah. You know it's coming. Yeah. And they kind of take their time. Like they don't jump right to it. Like, when is she going to... Oh, shit! Yeah. (laughs) And all the way... And here we fucking go! And that's another thing. They showed how quickly a car can turn. It it was like damn near instantaneous, which sets up the fact when we are sure everybody's dead in that other car and those two people are hiding a schmuck and uh, (laughs) the schmuck that uh, decided to go sign up with that schmuck are locked in that bathroom. Hell Yeah. And the businessman does the one thing that I always joked that I would do in a zombie attack. <laughs> Trip you and run. Yep. That motherfucker did it. Uh-huh. What a douche. Do you, do you realize we've talked this long and we've barely talked about actual scenes in this movie? Yeah. This movie is amazing. Oh, and you know the best part, James? Hmm. This film, if you have ever looked through any streaming site anywhere. Yep. Anytime, look through horror films, you're probably going to find Train to Busan. Yes. It is everywhere. I found it four different places because a lot of times I'll go, hey, you know, I'll just say, I'll have my virtual assistant and I'll say, hey, play this movie because I don't know where it's at. And it will pull it up from whatever aggregate site I have and play it for me. Oh, so I I don't think we need to get into, should we recommend this? Fucking everybody, go see this movie now. It's so goddamn good. No caveats. Go see this movie. Oh. I don't care what you like. James, I got to pee. Do you So can we we, uh, start to to wrap this up? Where uh, where can people find us, James? They can find us at horrorvomitpodcast at gmail.com. They can find us on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. Um, there's another thing. I got three of them. I'm fucking calling that good. Uh, if you, uh, if you like what you hear today, uh, yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I'm, I'm dropping the ball on this now. You son of a bitch. Here, give us stars. Give us all the stars. Yeah, you can go to uh, Apple Podcasts or the mm. top of your Spotify app and uh, mm. give us a little rating. And if Absolutely. you write us a written review at some point, we'll look it up. I don't know if we... I don't know. I've been checking. We haven't had any new ones lately. All right, well, go go do that. It, review it, us, motherfucker. Yeah, don't be... Don't be j- shitbag businessman yeah don't fucking tie the train doors shut of our podcast success and don't thing. kick everybody other survivors off motherfucker okay yeah. anyway good night don't be a fucking dick and if you get bit by a zombie you just 
pick one up and hold it sideways and use it use a zombie as a fucking zombie barricade. Oh my god. Uh, we could keep talking, but god you got to pee. Damn it, this movie's good. Good night. I do have to pee. We well, really do the should button go. thing. I, I'm fucking working on it. Ooh, we made good time. Yeah, we good did. Time. Oh, that's right. I got dinner in the. Ocean. You could see it. You would be terrified.